and they couldn't hear me. Can you hear me now? They saw that I was pound. Like time stopped, they pushed me out of bounds. The closest one to me was the closest one to bounce. I saw you sitting out of pound, but couldn't front your boy out. It was winter, it was cold. You knew my mama locked me out. They wouldn't let me on the couch. They claim they real, but how's that sound? And when I'm down, they not around. But when I'm on, I swear to God, they gon' respect me like a lot. Left they mouth for a while, then I popped up with a house. Draws dropped, they like how? Bitch, don't try to ask me. Now I fucked around and lost my mind. I'm talking to the wall, my. Hey, I heard I got some clout. I hear these people keep on calling out. But I'ma let you know right now, I catch you, I'm going down. down. A lot of y'all are fucking clowns. We ain't come to fuck around. Hate me cause I said it, huh? Bet it up, they gon' back me up. What I ride for them, bro? Passes now. What I die for them, my first, bro. I'm looking at them like, bitch, don't regret them out. We ain't fucking blood. Fell off, gotta cook it up with a plastic bag and a food cup. Cause I ain't got enough for the pop, bro. I was 17 doing pop ups. Just know I'm black with the shotgun. Hopping Connors got a couple 20s, a few fives, and a lot of ones. Wasn't worth it, but a lot of fun. Thank God I know how to run. Them dumb dogs don't know how to run. I had a good girl, they ain't find a gun. I'm the wide bop for a lot of plugs. Coliseum showed a lot of love. A lot of runs with a lot of drugs. Detroit, I just wanna hug. I love all y'all. Let's run that's my Cardi bus. I'm golden black, but not for the buzz. I'm a real wild. We can shoot the ones. If I lose, bro, I'ma shoot you up. Main bitch got her booty done, and she let me use a hoochie mic. It's no respect like Jenna Bob. I'ma put it there, watch your pussy pop. Bitch, you saw that I was down, but you ain't give a fuck. You claim you couldn't hear me save it. I don't even give a fuck. I'm done playing possum. I've been watching for a while. Bitch, I'm plotting for your crown. I want that motherfucking crown. I want these motherfuckers loud. I want this motherfucking tough. I want to hold a hundred thousand. Let my brothers move the pop. Set the play, I lay on down. I know the game. I beat the cloud, but all the side. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, man, how y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Okay, okay. You officially tuned into another episode of The Guy in the Light. It's one and only host, your main man, DeMonte Hood, a.k.a. D. Hood. Cue the applause. A little early on the applause, but hey, cue the applause. Still feeling the love, feeling the love. Yes, sir, Ski. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up. Mic check, mic check, 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 check. All right. So, QOD. QOD. Quick segment quote of the day uh, for this episode is pain deepens as our souls release. Uh, Quote of the day, QOD. <clears throat> the pain deepens as our souls release. Um, this episode is about grief, death, uh, passing over, transition to new life. Um, so let's go ahead and unpack the quote for really quick. So our pain deepens as our souls release. So I want to take a second and let you guys kind of um, puzzle over that or muzzle over that for a second and just. Think about what that means. So I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to give you a second to really think about it. Right. So pain deepens as our souls release. All right. So what it means to me is after we lose someone, father, mother, grandfather, sister, brother, dog, cat kitten i don't know hamster pig horse you know whatever you've lost our pain deepens for that loss our souls hurt for that loss our uh mind uh, dwells from that loss our physical body dwells from that loss it's uh you have to find a new normal 
within that loss. So our pain deepens as our souls release. And I say our soul releases, but this, that second half of it, I feel like our souls release within time. So our souls release to me means our soul has been released from the outer body, right? So the outer body of uh, that person, right? So let's say it's an uncle, you know, our pain deepens because I just lost my uncle, but my soul is now released with my uncle. So now uh, I'm freeing up my soul to be, you know, whoever I want to be because my pain was just a lot deeper because I lost this person. So my soul is now open and released to be whoever I want to be. So there's no more man, in five years, I want to do this. Or in three years, I want to do that. No, dude, it's time to do that right now, you know, and that couldn't be for everyone. But that's what that means to me. Like our souls have now been released to do it's time to paint that, you know, you know, paint that mural, paint that picture, you know, do 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 everything that you wanted to do, you know, be about what you were going to be about, because that pain is just going to deepen as you go over time. So you want your pain to be more deepened and then you haven't had your release, right? You haven't had your release to, you know, finally have your soul be cleansed from, you know what? I finally got to do this, but I'm, I'm my pain is deepened because my I talked to my uncle about this. But again, my soul is now released because I found a new medium within what I need to do. Um, so that's what that means to me, you know, grief, death, the transition, however you want to phrase it, the passing over into a new life is something that is very, very, it's, it's either two ways, right? If you're a religious person, it could be, you know, you know, some, some people I've met, you know, they're, they're, they're ready, you know, they're tired and they're ready. You know, obviously it's a scary thing to just let go and be relinquished, right? But it it also depends on your spirituality, right? Like how spiritual are you, you know, when it comes to that? Or some people, I've met people that don't believe in a higher power, right? So they, they don't believe in, you know, demigods and gods and Buddhists or monks or anything like that, you know, right? So you got guys that pray to shrines and, 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 and guys that literally their their whole uh, whole being is religious that they don't even speak. They don't ever want to speak and, and uh, they, they live in a... Uh, religious sanctum or a freedom sanctum. I don't know how you want to call it. Cults, right? You got cults out there that are just, you know, you got extremist cults and you got regular cults. But again, it's it's soul cleansing for some people and other people is just, you know, whatever thing. Um, um, I, some people are probably afraid to, you know, to pass over or to let go, right? Um, I don't think that's anything easy because you never know, you know, the unknown in the abyss, right? You never know what, what that truly uh, entitles or what that truly means. So um, um, to be in that medium and to be in that space is just something completely different, right? Um, so grief, death, pain, uh, how, how is, what's your relief uh, from the pain and the relief of, of, of a passing one or a loved one that's passed away? Uh, very, <clears throat> very recently, I found my medium as uh, gardening. Yeah, I, I, getting a green thumb, right? So um, over time, uh, I was going, you know, my father passed away, uh, a little, little bit known about me. So my father passed away and um, I would go to visit him, but I would do, be doing store-bought flowers, right? I would buy a lot of store-bought stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like it would be more spiritually connected if I could, um, if if I could um, um, grow organically, grow some flowers, right? So that was something that uh, tied me 
uh, tied to my, you know, my pursuit of happiness and my pursuit of soul cleansing, right? To, to cleanse my soul and to make me feel more fulfilled than how it was before. That's what I would do, right? So, um, um, I, I didn't know anything about, I'm not about to be out here. Like I'm just a professional gardener. I just be, <laughs> I do this every day. <laughs> I just be doing this. No, bro. Like I don't really <laughs> like, that's not me. You know, <clears throat> it was a new medium for me and I'm just nervous. Uh, I was nervous and excited, um, more and more so nervous. Cause I just, I was, I was excited because this was something that I felt like could really help me on my journey of healing. Right. I think we all have a journey to heal when we lose someone or, you know, um, so whatever your journey is when it comes to that or healing yourself, well, you know, um, do it, like do whatever you need to do to, to, to heal yourself. And I call it after a while, I was calling my healing plant because every day I would nurture it and, and water it. And, you know, sometimes I would sit there and actually talk to the plant in, in hopes that it would grow. Right. So that was my medium for, you know, trying to, to trying to heal. Right. So my healing plant. So I would just talk to it every day and hope that it would sprout. And um, it took a very, very long time. I felt like it took a while. Uh, again, I was new. I didn't do any research. It was all organically for me. Like, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this, this and this. And I just did it. Um, I didn't really ask around too much. You know, I was like, if it doesn't work, then I'll ask for some help or then I'll ask for a guide or anything. Um, but at first I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it and and kind of figure out what it means afterwards. Um, so I think months were going by. I was watering it every day. Actually, I was putting my seed. I put my seeds in my soil. I bought a little soiling mix and then I had a pot. And I kept mixing the, the seeds around and I kept like messing with the seeds. And I think <clears throat> that was hindering the growth. Like that was hindering a lot of growth from the seeds. So um, that was not helping it grow. And the more it's kind of hard to talk to somebody about, yeah, hey, I garden in my, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be pretty intimate with the person to tell somebody that kind of information about yourself. So um, eventually, I end up speaking with someone and they were kind of on the same, not really same journey, but they had a cactus. I think they were telling me that they had this cactus and they were in, in, uh, in turn, like that's how we kind of got closer is they were telling me about their cactus that they had. And, um, and I was like, oh, well actually, you know, and, and I think that's how we got closer, um, together and just start talking about that. And so initially, uh, had it in like a window seal and it was getting a little bit of sunlight, but it wasn't really getting the sunlight directly, like how I thought it would it would get like decent amount of sunlight but not direct contact so again i'm watering every day i'm like man i'm not seeing no progress i ain't seeing nothing like i'm not seeing nothing happen but i'm not i don't want to give up because i just started this journey and i don't want to i'm not i'm not a person that's going to give up pretty easy so i'm watering i'm watering i'm watering and stuff and um every day like i'm hoping it's gonna sprout i'm hoping it's gonna sprout i'm hoping it's gonna sprout but it never really never really sprouted so it took a, it took a minute to sprout so eventually i put it outside i start putting the pots outside because i had multiple right at first i had one and i was like you know what i'm gonna see the trial testing trial you know my control experiment and you know i want to see which one could be controlled to where it, it could grow the fastest and then you know which one is my dependent variable which one you know and i was going to do it like that but again i was like you know what i'm just going to go balls to the wall and just figure out 
how can I do this? So I just put them all outside. Eventually, I had three different pots. Eventually, put them all outside and uh, watering every day. I bought like a little spray bottle and I was watering it every day. And at first, when I had it in my window seal, I would spray it once. I would spray it once uh, throughout the day. And then eventually, I'm like, you know what? Uh, it'd be it'd be a lot nicer if I could spray it two to three times a day. So I started spraying it a little bit more. And I, that's when I started to see the progress. I remember uh, I just started spraying it during the morning, the afternoon, and then late at night. Or closer to when it was going to be dark, you know, when the sun wasn't uh, like out as much. So, <clears throat> so I uh, um, um, spraying every day, put it outside every day, and the sun's hitting it. And I'm checking it every day. Nothing's happening, 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 nothing's happening. Every day, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Still not giving up, still not giving up. But I'm like, damn, like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. So eventually one day, it was like a family party. It was like a, some family were coming over, hanging out and stuff like that. And I go to go water like I normally do, and I see this leaf like in the um, in the in my pot, and I'm like, "Yo, it's a fucking leaf out of here!" But <laughs> it's so funny. I'm so, bro. It's so funny now that I play back the story, and even at, during the moment of and the time of, I didn't realize what was happening. So. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh I'm grabbing this the, my pot and where my leaf is and I'm trying to pull it but I'm it's not moving I'm like bro what the f-? and then I'm like yo it finally grew and I'm like no way I'm bugging out like I'm bugging out I grab I picked up the whole pot I run inside I'm like yo look and mind you this family that they haven't been over in a while or it's you know it's family from out of town and stuff they don't really know the whole process of what even what I'm even coming in screaming about I'm like yo and I'm I forgot we even had a family party I just picked up the pot and I just ran inside I'm like yo my fucking plant just grew la 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 and they're like what they're like what's going on I'm like yo I've been growing this plant for like three months la 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 like I'm like spurting out like what's happening but little little be known that like yeah I've been trying to grow this plant for months now for months for months for months and it finally grew it finally fucking grew and I'm like no way because I'm thinking like some leaves from the trees fell in my pot and because that happens sometimes I just fish them out but it actually sprouted and when it actually sprouted bro I almost cried I was like no way did this actually happen because I never every day I'm not going to say I started to lose faith, but I didn't really have faith to hold on to because I've never done this before. So it's like you're in an abyss, you're in a dark, dark place to where you don't even know if it's going to grow because you've never been in this position before. So I'm like, holy crap. So when it finally grew, um, that was like amazing for me. That was an amazing moment for me. And the day that I actually got to put it by my father's, you know, put it down by my father's, you know, gravesite, that was like a full circle moment for me because it was like, man, that was so, that was so special. That was a special, that was a special moment for me because it's like, man, that was something that I wanted to do. And it helped me heal tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. So plant therapy, you know, is, is awesome. I think I'm a hundred percent for it. I'm a hundred percent supporter of it. If you want to get out and get your mind off of this craziness, plant therapy, get out and start planting, get out and start um, 
doing it just just try it man i, w- I would say the worst thing is do is, is just is to try it don't let anything hold you back from you know even if it's scary right you know you don't have any experience i had zero experience with any of this i didn't google search i barely asked people when i went to the you know convenience stores or wherever i was going i didn't really ask them many questions i didn't ask them anything i wanted this to be a learning journey and experience for myself and so that's what I did. And so that's what I did. And um, I put everything together myself. So that was awesome for me. That was a full circle moment for me. And that was my healing plan. Um, but again, people handle grief differently. Uh, pain and relief <clears throat> is one thing that we hit on. So the pain of losing a loved one. So let's say you lose a mom, very early teenager, adolescence. Um, that's uh, hard for someone. So literally your whole life, you never grew up with a mom. So you don't know what it's like to not have a mother, right? So you don't know. So it, it, and it kind of depends on how, that family dynamic is because um let's say you just have a grandmother and not just have i don't want to say just have but you have a grand grandmother but you live with your father and so that that father has that awkward position of like how do i teach how do i nurture this young man or young woman without having a nurturer in the in the home So that was one thing that um, that changes. Right. So I, I, I don't have a person to nurture you, but I want you to feel nurtured. So those die or even, uh, you know, your that person's mother has passed on or transitioned. And now it's like I have to now what you know, what if that father wants to date again? Like, how do you integrate, you know, my kids in with, you know, with my new girlfriend or my new whatever, you know, then it, it's a whole different dynamic because. A kid's like, man, how could you do this when, you know, our mom is is gone? But it's like, dude, you know, what am I going to do realistically? You right. You've seen that in movies. You've seen that in real life. You see that, you know, all over. It's like that dynamic is so, so hard to, you know, fulfill. Or, you know what? I when I was younger, uh, younger than I am now, <laughs> yo, Giesel, uh, younger than I am now, I was talking to a girl um and she lost her sister through i think drunk driving and i'm young bro like i'm early 20s and uh i used to drink a lot you know i used to drink a lot and um it was a it was a strain on the relationship because she felt a way about drinking and i'm turning up on my guys bro like it was kind of hard for me to change that portion of my life for her right i i just it was 
you know, excited to be drinking and excited to be partying. So I think it was hard for me to change that part of my life for someone. So because but again, that's that was the trauma that she was dealing with, that it was her. She didn't really like to drink or, you know, she liked to go out, but she just didn't really like to drink. She just liked to socialize a little bit, you know. But me, I was a, I was a, I'm a social drinker. So I was like, to you know, hang out and, and, and have, you know, a beer or two or, you know, a shot or two or whatever. <clears throat> and I think that was put a strain on the relationship is I, I couldn't find a good medium between her and what, you know, whatever, you know, how she was feeling about her trauma and her relief and her pain and me trying to have fun with my buddies, you know? So that was that dynamic that was really hard for me. Um, that was really hard for me. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or even loss of a brother, loss of a child, right? So if, if you're having, uh, you know, miscarriage or If you have uh, something of that nature, that takes an emotional toll on you as well. <clears throat> Sidebar, I know um, they're, they're revisiting a lot of those laws um, enacted, I think it was 1931, you know, abortion ban and abortion laws. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too political right now, but again, you know, say, you know, obviously stay how you feel, but that's that's one thing that's it's hard to. Uh, hard to gauge. And again, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be biased. I obviously have an opinion. I'm not afraid to speak my opinion. But again, uh, this is, you know, for viewers and the, the listeners, um, they're they're visiting something that's some of some of these laws enacted from 1930s or the 1900s. They need to be updated a little bit to me, obviously. But it takes challenging the system and challenging people to open their eyes again to some of these new laws enacted to really understand what's what. So, um. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's good to be to to challenge those things because those are becoming bigger processes uh, than what they were before. But again, um, hey, you know, to each his own, right? To each his own, how they feel about that. Uh, but again, that situation, I, I just want to put the situation in perspective. Like, you know, if, if someone felt like they lost a child, it is very hard emotionally for them, you know. Either if it was early on in the process or later on during the process, and and the birthing process itself could be scary because you could lose the mother during that process, right? So th that whole process is is uh, completely different. Or losing someone, losing a, a loved one as an adult, a kid, a teenager, right? And and going through re regular teenage emotions with a loss of a loved one, or going through adult emotions, and and it's it's hard to. You know, or going back to being a teenager. So let's you you going through teenage emotions, and you don't ever really had that person. To, this was the person that was supposed to show you how to be an adult, or to transition into adulthood, and then you know you lose that person. So that's one thing that's very very huge. Um, that I think um, challenges a lot of people. Challenges a lot of people uh, mentally, physically, mentally, physically. Um, emotionally, so um, if 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 you could, um, you know, mentally get through those challenges, and they're hard, right? You're gonna have hard, hard days, right? I know personally, for me personally, 
there's days where it's still really hard for me. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm the perfect person because I still deal with loss. And, um, um, and it's, it's hard, bro. It's, 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 it's a hard thing to, to deal with. You know, I feel like as you're coming up, you know about death, right? You know about, you know, that obviously a person we love can pass away, but we just don't think, like, we just don't think that it's going to happen realistically. You get what I'm saying? So, even though we know about it, we just don't think it's going to happen for the most part, right? That's what I've always felt like. It's always kind of been a surprise to me when I've when I've lost people um, because I just didn't feel like they would ever be there. Like, you just always feel like they're going to be around. So it's weird when it's like, oh, well, this person is not here. I still have moments where I'm still looking for that so-and-so person to come in and you know, tell me a joke or call me or, you know, text me or, you know, waiting for that extra, you know, phone call that it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, and that's when it kind of hits you like, oh, wow, this person is really not here anymore. And this person is gone. So um, I think uh, how we deal with that kind of sets the tone for how we're, you know, for, for your life pretty much, because uh, some people emotionally never get over it and they emotionally never grow. Um, and they can, it can hinder him. It can hinder them. And I had, you know, we just dropped a relationship episode if you want to check that out, but it can hinder a lot of, um, it can hinder a lot of stuff in your life. It can hinder you financially, uh, with job status, job stability. Um, it can hinder a lot of those things. And so, um, how you deal with those those things early on or how you deal with those things in general kind of sets the tone for who you're going to be or who who you are as an individual um and so yeah like if you need counseling man seek counseling seek therapy seek hydrotherapy seek anything that can help you be the best you that you can be right because that's what we that's what we're designed to be that's what we're designed to be the best version of whoever you want to be if you're jonathan you need to be jonathan 103 percent. you need to be the best jonathan you can be if you're nate you need to be the best nate you can be you know if you're doug i need to be the best doug i can be and only you really know how to be the best doug you can be and if you're still holding on to a lot of grief and don't get me wrong like cry it out talk it out feel that because if you if you uh kind of throw those emotions to the side and you never embrace those feelings bro it's just gonna be bad for you right it's gonna be bad for you because again you're never gonna emotionally grow how can how can i emotionally tell how can i be an emotional relationship how can i be in a relationship with someone if i can't even emotionally deal with you know, my uh, sister passing or my brother passing or my dog, my dog Tito just passed away. Like if I didn't never dealt with Tito's death and I'm in a relationship and she's begging me to, yo, I need to know how you feel about this. You know, you're so guarded and I can never gauge on what your emotions is. And and you don't you don't know how to gauge those emotions either because you've never embraced those feelings then bro, then are, are you going to let this go by the wayside because I can't embrace these things, right? Like, so that's what that, that's what initially what that comes down to, right? That initially comes down to, to things of that nature. So, um, 
nourish, nourish those emotions, nourish those relationships that you have, nourish a lot of that because you don't want to be that dude in his 40s or his 50s or whatever that just said, man, yeah, my my dad died and I just gave up, right? You don't, because even <clears throat> your family, they'll love you to death, but they can tell, right? They can tell like, yeah, after so-and-so died, yeah, he just kind of gave up right and and then you're just stuck in a rut and you're stuck stuck in a cycle and the last thing we want to be is stuck in a cycle right we don't want that open door thing to happen to us so be who you're going to be embrace who you're going to embrace and heal from within right because if you never heal it's you'll never know um we got deep we got we got really deep but this is one of those episodes where you know i wanna i wanna touch that nerve in in you guys and some of you may know some of you may not know i'm actually a therapist actually so <laughs> funny little let that be known um i don't think i don't think that was known throughout the con throughout the most of this content but yeah yeah so that's why we kind of dive deep into most of this stuff and uh um because i i wanna i wanna gauge and and interact with you guys and know how you guys feel about certain stuff so <clears throat> um accidents freak accidents natural causes right so um obviously we we'd all like to go from natural causes right you know naturally old age natural whatever you know um and you know i've had i've been in situations where you know it's it's been emotional support and companionship where you know some person's about to to pass away right right they're they're going to short-term facilities long-term facilities and they're just ready to, to transition right um and, and and that happens a lot right right um they're ready they're they're really they're ready and they want to go while they're comfortable like that's them being comfortable and saying hey i'm yo, i'm clocked out um um that's what that is right uh heart attack strokes is, is is definitely tough i've seen people really i've seen people recover from strokes and i've seen strokes just kind of take over for people where they it was hard for them to recover from you know when you have a stroke you know it, it hinders on your brain and it's hard for a person to write again it's hard for a person to walk again and you gotta re, literally reset everything for uh for yourself so you gotta re, literally reset a whole balance for yourself so strokes are very hard to come back from you know heart attacks is very those are just scary things right because it's to me if we're looking outside of therapeutic therapeutic realm right if we're just looking at a regular human like though that to me is like your body's just kind of giving up on you you know and it's like oh wow like my body's kind of shutting down on me you know and uh it's scary you know it can be scary when your body gives up on you like that you know damn i've been carrying this body around for 30 some years and it's like well my body's finally just kind of giving up on me um which is which is a scary thought because you know you never know when when that could happen again um uh, freak accidents. Oh my God. <clears throat> Shout out to, uh, this person. I don't want to name drop this person, but she told me her father, I was like, you know, she had an interesting name and I was like, Oh, wow. I, I've name dropped her. She's gave me a quote of the day one time. So it might be on a previous episode in season one, but, um, she was, uh, we're talking and she had a really interesting name and it was like more of a religious name. And I was asking her, well, so what was the basis of your name? Like, where did that come from? You know? And she was like, actually it was my mom, you know, it was from the church and, the, um, the, you know, and everything. I'm like, okay. You know, from the nuns and you know everything, you know, being Catholic and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and she was like, so I was like, yeah. So what about your, you know, your father? She was like, oh wow. And she got really sad for a second. And I'm like, um, okay. 
she was like, actually, my dad died in a freak accident. So the a bridge, a, bro, when I tell you this was the craziest thing I've ever heard, bro, and I'm not taking this light. It was just so crazy. But like, you know, like the bridge is as you go under the bridges and, you know, literally a piece from the bridge fell down on her father's car and crushed her father's car. And that's her dad died. And I'm like, what? Like you hear freak stuff happening, but that is the freakiest of. And and to me, that's freaky. Yes. And that's also human error, maybe because I mean, I don't research bridges like on my spare time let me see how they make a bridge like that's not what i'm doing right you know the only time i always go on bridges and i'm paying the toll nine times out of ten <laughs> um but um she told me that that literally a piece a chunk from the bridge fell down on her father's car and her father passed away so that's to human error but it's also a freak freaking accident right there's a show that's on tv it was like a thousand ways to die and you kind of see how sometimes that when the little minuscule mistakes that you make can really kill you like literally can really kill you um and it, it's just little things that like you know that can happen you know um and yeah, that was just that was one of the craziest stories I ever heard about death. And I'm like, wow, like I would have never like nine times out of 10. I never double check or never think that a piece of a bridge is going to fall down. Right. I feel so secure. Right. I just I, and it, I don't know if that's just ignorance or just I don't know what it is. Like I can't really describe it, like false bravado. But when when I'm on a bridge, I don't feel like a piece of debris is going to fall and kill me. I don't feel like I, I don't. That's not something that's in my day to day, f something that I should fear getting in the car and driving like drivers. Yeah, I fear drivers because there's drunk drivers. There's people that speed. There's people that switch lanes like crazy. There's people that go back and forth when the roads are bad and they don't know the roads and they stop when the weird you shouldn't stop like drivers. Yes, I fear. But the actual debris from the road is something that I would never think to fear. You get what I'm saying? And when you meet somebody like that, it puts it in perspective that, yeah, like, so now, like, when you when you look at these guys that are making bridges or they make buildings, bro, they have to get the structure right. They have to get the infrastructure right because literally a piece of debris could go back and kill someone. Look at, uh, and this is kind of uh, reaching a little bit, but if you look at 9-11, right? If you look at 9-11 terrorist attacks, I mean, it, it, it's a terrorist attack, yes, but they're attacking, you know, they're attacking buildings, right? So uh, like even the people in the buildings have to be afraid, but not only them, there's people down below that have to be just as afraid, right? They have to fear that just as much because um, there's a piece of debris that could come back. Spider-Man, the whole basis of Spider-Man, the Marvel movie, the Marvel character, if you know Spider-Man, if you know, you know, right? He literally is saving people from building and he tries to like grab miscellaneous stuff that falls from the building, right? Like in, 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 oh, wow. The sun's going down and it looks really nice right now. I wish I could take a picture of it. Oh, that's cool. Oh. It looks so cool. It's like a sepia. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, anyway, so Spider-Man is is grabbing debris that's coming down from, you know, from, from everywhere. So he's not only trying to save people with his spider web, with his spider webs, but he's also trying to save 
them from the debris. And you never really think about something like that happening, you know, um, because it's an animated movie and you got to you know, factor in the, the fact that it's an, an animation and it's it's a thriller and it's 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 outside of the realm of of, of actuality. Right. So um, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> funny funny enough i used to want i had uh i was a spider-man like head like a spider-man geek man so i used to have the little webs on my hands and stuff like that and i used to have the spider-man i used to go in for spider-man man but um that when i was what i got disheartened by what broke my heart is that i would spin my web but i could never hang on to my web so, yeah, like when I was coming up, yeah, you can shoot out your web because it was a little thing I could put on my wrist and I could shoot it out. But I broke my heart when I couldn't swing on my web like Spider-Man could. And yeah, bro, I tried a couple of times to like climb on the wall like Spider-Man. I was like, yo, it was spiders around. I was hoping a spider would bite me. And <laughs> bro, I'm like, as a kid, my imagination ran wild okay my imagination ran wild i was a kid with imaginary friends for sure okay but the thing is like i let my imagination run wild like that because man that's what kids should do man i think uh again if we go to pain and trauma and the soul cleansing and soul releasing um it's nice for maybe if a parent's had a, a rough upbringing to see their child be a child right it's it's nice for a kid to just be a kid and you can see that you know and then then you know to to keep that innocence within a child because again this world gets so dark bro and again like you never know who you're gonna lose so let's say you got that three to four years or five to six years if you got your your mom or your dad or whoever in your life you're you know you're your smelly cat you got your smelly cat in your life for this many years and um year eight you lose your smelly cat so and it's like oh wow like i lost smelly cat year eight and it's like oh wow i missed seven years you know smelly cat was always around so that that's something that's just it's different and it's changed but again enjoy i enjoyed all seven years with smelly cat and they get to and i got to just be myself with smelly cat you know now that smelly cat's gone eight year eight i'm not mad you know how, how can you be mad after losing someone or pain or relinquish it like you know i just have to relinquish those emotions that i have for smelly cat so um yeah yeah, yeah. um um I would say if we go to like life insurance, right? I think um, life insurance or being protected, and this is more just life stuff too, right? This is pain, trauma, and this this podcast, I just want you to get a lot of information and get, I want you to learn something, take something from it, I want you to think, I want you to do everything you need to do, right? To be who you are in, in this world. So life insurance, I'm not saying go out and go get it, but I'm not saying prolong that either, right? So it's it's important for you to set up if you have a family, if you don't have a family, if you have loved ones to set that up to where they don't have to worry about the funeral costs, bro. To to bury someone is expensive, right? You know, you know, open casket, closed ca closed casket, whatever situation may be, gun violence, non gun violence, like that stuff is expensive, right? A casket is expensive. Doing all that, and not only is that expensive, I have to go through all this, and bro, I'm grieving at the same time. So I have to do these all miscellaneous activities while I'm grieving. So um, that stuff is hard. So it, it it's nice for a person that if they know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, that to have life insurance because 
um, it, it sets your family up to where, you know, they don't they can just grieve and they don't have to worry about, you know, where they're going to bury you and, and uh, who the, who's going to do this and who's going to do that. You know, I think it's it's way easier to talk at a graduation speak than it is at a funeral. And I've spoken at funerals. I've spoken at funerals when I definitely didn't think I could. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I, sometimes I would. I remember the first time I ever spoke at a funeral. I practiced the night before because uh, it took balls for me to go up there like I wanted to go. I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to not go up there and say what I wanted to say. But again, I was scared. Like I was really scared, you know. And and once you hear was one one or two things. Once you hear your voice in a mic, it's, it's easier to sometimes talk to a person face to face or two to three people. But when you hear yourself in the mic, your voice echoes and it sounds completely different. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a different feel when you go up there and you got to think all eyes are on you. Everyone's grieving, everyone's crying. And it's, it's kind of hard to light, have a lighthearted funeral because everyone feels the pain that you feel. So, um, they're looking at you like you're the bravest of us, of us all, but it's still like, it's still hard to talk at a funeral, right? It's obviously easier to talk at a graduation or a birthday rather than talking about, you know, the memories you have with somebody, you know, um, that's just one thing that's just kind of inheritance, right? Like if you inherit it, you know, inherit some stuff too, that's awesome, right? That's awesome. But um, don't let anyone be like, oh, that's your blood money or this, this and that, you know, um, that money came from people want, wanting you to be okay, right? That money came from people wanting you to be, you know, responsible. That money came from they, that they cared about you, right? That they cared enough to set set that up. I watch movies where that greed from, oh, you know, Papa left this amount of money for us. And, you know, that greed, uh, you know, f- f- uh, eats at people's, eats at people's soul, you know, um, because, um, I think, my man, my favorite dude, R.P. Uh, Tupac Shakur, you know, greed empowers us all. You know, greed is, you know, money is the root of all evil, you know. And I and I and I, I've said this on a previous podcast that, you know, I say that with a grain of salt. But again, um, we always you always think we would want more. And, you know, you were just fine two days without this. You know, I think so when you have finally have something like that or finally inherit something like that it's it's hard you know it's hard for you to accept it or step in that role too so you got to get accustomed to being that or being that person or you know whatever the situation may be um but again don't don't let anybody you know make you feel bad about accepting money or you know hey you, you were his favorite and you were always his favorite so you, you know he left you this this and this so i think um in those in those particular situations um yeah, just just uh, just be you, you know, just be you. Don't let any negative perceptions or negative anything bring you down for someone wanting to set you up for, you know, your future and not having you to stress out. You know, I I work this hard for you not to stress about this, this and this. Um, so, yeah. Um, fulfilling that closeness, we're going to and this is probably the last note we're going to end on. Um fulfilling that closeness right so now that this person is gone um your confidant your person you know your shoulder to lean on um um i think um i've met people and i've seen people and i want to say this with a grain of salt that have been fulfilled or try to fulfill that void in their life with something or someone that 
they don't see as a hindrance to them. So they're indirectly screaming out for help. But um, it's like you don't know how to help them. So this person is screaming out for this, this and this, but you don't know how to help them. So that indirectness, hindrance, whatever you want to call it. Um, um, and it's kind of hard. You know, they eventually just are going to have to wake up or sometimes they don't. And and I think that's where you got to relinquish and let go for some people that, yeah, they're, you know, if they're going to be fulfilled, if they want to be fulfilled with this, this, this and this, I I can't be I can't be there for you because that this, this and this isn't a part of my life. The way that they're doing stuff over here, I don't agree with. So I got to remove myself. But it's hard because you're the person I care for. You're the person I, you know, whatever the situation may be. It's like, but the way you're fulfilling the emotional needs for yourself is just terrible. It's whack. So um, I'd say um, you just got to be hands off with those situations and you got to let a person learn and grow from those things. Right. And sometimes it takes a person getting burned or getting hurt or whatever the situation is to be like, damn, like. I, I don't I didn't want to I don't want to have to go through that again or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, that's that was the sum of uh, pain and grief and, and counseling and and uh, therapeutic use, man. I just want you guys to be, you know, conscious and, and, and aware that, yeah, man, life is real. Life is so real. Sometimes life is so a bliss and we have the most wonderful times and we have the worst times. But, you know, we feel 24 seven. We are human and we're going to make mistakes going to lose people we're going to love people we're going to marry people we're going to lose people so um just be you 24 7 and uh that's about it man it's your boy demonte hood again catch us on uh the guide in life 4 on instagram still working on that facebook stuff spotify google uh, google play uh anchor fm uh check out season one if you can check out any season one and uh pretty soon Uh, We're going to have some merch and stuff, some merchandise and things going on. So uh, that's all that stuff is in the works. Um, It's just just about doing it. Oh, YouTube. I'm sorry. I didn't shout that. The YouTube is, ah, God, I'm going to say it's the, you know what? I'm going to get that. I don't want to get that wrong, but you can just search DeMonte Hood on YouTube. Uh, You can put that in the search bar and the Guiding Light podcast show up. We got a couple episodes on there. Uh, those are the that's the visual version. So we put that the visuals on there and we got a couple of things going on in YouTube. So um, we're going to drop some more some more stuff on there as well, as well as the audio. But um, I like to get a good balance of the audios and the visuals. So you guys get to see what I look like. And not just, you know, you just hear my voice behind the, the phone, but what I actually look like and stuff, too. So, again, catch my personal Instagram is, I think, uh, Dia 21. So if you want to catch me on my personal Instagram, it's Dia 21. So. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all for giving me a listen. It's your boy. We out. Peace.